Life Audio. Hello. Thank you for listening to Your Daily Bible Verse, the podcast that examines one verse each day to learn more about God and His will for us. I'm your host, Jennifer Slattery, and after this short word from our sponsor, we'll dive into today's Bible verse, Matthew 28, 6. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Today's Bible verse is Matthew 28, 6. He is not here. He is risen just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. A while back, a speaker presented information, some really hard truths that I felt uncomfortable with, in part because I had been taught a different perspective for decades. And honestly, I had never taken the time to investigate the biblical validity of those particular views. I had simply accepted them as fact, and maybe in part because they felt more palatable. The problem was, however, that I didn't recognize how my discomfort affected me. And as a result, my brain remained stuck in a theological argument. But I've learned, and I try to remember, to hit pause when strong negative emotions arise within me. And so that's what I did. I asked God to overcome my personal bias and to lead me to his truth. And then I spent a good deal of time educating myself on the issue. That situation reminded me of the importance of continually checking my heart, staying alert to my propensity to downplay or to excuse away truth, especially when that truth makes me feel uneasy. Because whenever I gauge my beliefs based on what aligns with my personal preferences or comfort level, I am in essence making myself God, making myself the source of truth. And I reflected upon all of this as I was reading through the scriptural account of Christ's resurrection. In the text, we see four common responses to hard truths. And by hard, I mean life and worldview changing truths. Some people immediately captivated by the Holy Spirit will believe and will experience soul deep transformation, joy and increased intimacy with Christ. Others will need more time to personally investigate a truth claim. And then there are those who will immediately reject the truth and still others who will deliberately suppress the truth to follow where the money or their temporary desires lead. Scripture tells us the events recorded in the passage surrounding today's verse occurred the Sunday morning after Christ's death. And it was early in the morning when the sun was just beginning to rise and cast its faint glow over the horizon. 
Mary Magdalene and another Mary, potentially John the Baptist's mother, or maybe a woman mentioned in John chapter 19, went to the tomb in order to anoint Jesus's body with burial spices. Now, picking up the story in Matthew 28, verses 2 to 7, we read, There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who is crucified. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, he has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. The women were simultaneously frightened and overjoyed, and they hurried to share the news. The guards, once they recovered, they went directly to the Pharisees to tell them what had happened. Apparently, more concerned with their job description of guarding the tomb than investigating the implications of the mind-blowing supernatural display. The Pharisees, upon hearing the news from these men who had no reason to make up such an elaborate story, immediately rejected the account and then paid the guards, the eyewitnesses to the miracle, to suppress it with a lie. And then finally, there was Thomas, the man who, upon hearing the news, probably wanted to believe it was true, but needed evidence. Really, he needed to experience Christ for himself. And Christ gave Thomas precisely what he needed in order to believe. You may have heard this phrase, doubting Thomas, implying that his response to The other people's testimony was wrong, but based on how Christ responded by giving Thomas the proof that he needed, I see Thomas's behavior as seeking, not doubting. And there's honor in that. There's honor in responding with unquestioning faith to the Holy Spirit's prompting, absolutely, as the women appeared to do. Although keep in mind, they had a pretty powerful personal encounter themselves. So there was that. And there's honor in investigating the claims that other people make in wanting to experience the resurrected Christ for ourselves. But there's danger in allowing our desires, our preferences, and our comfort level to lead us. And that's a danger we all face, honestly. And as I mentioned earlier, the resurrection account, it reminds me to remain alert to my personal biases, to those things that make me reluctant to receive and to investigate truth. It also increases my peace, my surrender, when engaging in gospel conversations with those who don't follow Christ. In this instance, not even the appearance of an angel could draw the guards to Jesus. Therefore, I can expect similar resistance from some of the people to whom I witness. There will be those who won't believe, regardless of how flawless and insightful my presentation. And this is a reminder to all of us, first to check our hearts intentionally and prayerfully yielding them to Christ and doing that regularly asking him to soften us to his truth, to lead us to his truth, and to pray that he would do the same for others, making sure that we do our part, the telling, but leaving the results, the life change to him. Let's pray. Holy Father, thank you that you always lead us to truth. And like Jesus said himself, he is the truth, the way, and the life. We As a people, we tend to be resistant to truth, especially if that truth challenges our preconceived ideas, our assumptions, maybe our personal comfort level. Lord, help us to overcome those barriers, remove those barriers within us, soften our heart towards you and soften our hearts towards your truth. Remove everything within us that is false 
every deception, every lie, and draw us, give us a hunger and a thirst and an increased passion for your truth. Help us to recognize when we are putting up roadblocks within ourselves to that truth and help us when we begin to sense that, when we become alert to that, help us to turn to you, the one who will draw us, the one who purifies our hearts and our souls, the one who leads us to all truth so that we can be changed by that truth. We know that is your heart for us always, Lord, to transform, to heal, to grow, to strengthen and encourage and to draw us towards your life-giving truth. We know that is your heart always, to strengthen, to encourage, to support, inspire, to heal, and to transform us by your truth. Your words are truth, and they are life. They feed us, and they nourish us, they strengthen us, and they encourage us. Thank you for sending your Son, the one who is truth and who makes your truth apparent. It is in the name of our victorious Savior, your Son, our Lord Jesus, that we pray. Amen. Your Daily Bible Verse is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review this podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Christmas. For most kids, it's the most joyful time of the year. But this Christmas, 1.5 million children will spend the holiday separated from a parent because their mom or dad is behind bars. Prison Fellowship Angel Tree needs churches in our communities to volunteer to bless local children with a gift, the gospel, and a loving message from their parent. I believe this is an incredible opportunity for our listeners to share the love of Jesus this Christmas. Many of Prison Fellowship's partner churches continue ministry to local Angel Tree families after Christmas is over. Through this ongoing care, Prison Fellowship Angel Tree strengthens and encourages families every day. Angel Tree wouldn't be possible without the help of faithful volunteers. If you're ready to make an internal impact in your community, please register today at angeltree.org backslash church. That's angeltree.org backslash church. Miracles are everywhere. Let our adventure begin! Discover Pure Flix, your premium streaming service where faith and family values come home. Ready to have some fun? The most exclusive selection of quality, wholesome movies and series that will uplift your spirit. A man can argue whether God exists, but when he looks at his daughters, he knows. With new arrivals every week. Unbelievable. Save big and enjoy the possibilities, like invitations to exclusive theatrical screenings. I see it, so I believe it. Find out more by joining today at pureflix.com. Hey everybody, I'm Dale. And I'm Tara. We're hosts of the Kainos Project podcast. Where we help you tackle ancient Christian truths in everyday settings. To learn more and subscribe, go to lifeaudio.com.